the Basic Income Podcast. I'm Owen Poindexter. And I'm Jim Pugh. A lot of the questions people have around UBI are on the basic math of funding such a program. And obviously, that depends a lot on the specifics of the program and the person. And we now have a new tool to evaluate how many UBI proposals would affect you or someone you know based on a few parameters, such as your income and how many children you have and what sort of deficit spending would would be needed. And you can find that at ubicalculator.com. So I had a chance to sit down with Conrad Shaw, who was the person who led the creation of this calculator. He's also the co-producer of Bootstraps, which is a docu-series that's capturing America's most geographically diverse trial of basic income to date. So here's Jim's conversation with Conrad Shaw. All right, Conrad, thanks for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. So to begin with, can you just say, what was your motivation for creating the UBI calculator? So I came into the UBI movement a few years ago, and what I noticed then, and what I still think largely holds true today, is there are some big holes in the in the messaging and the public awareness around the idea. And uh, one of the holes is, is really regarding human nature and what it really means for people to be receiving a basic income. Uh, and we're doing a documentary series to sort of address that or explore that. Uh, and the other one is all around the money, you know, how, how it would be paid for, how it would affect people. Would it be taxing the middle class to help the needy sort of thing? Or, or in general, would it be a lot of deficit? All, all these questions around money, um, mostly even the experts in the field were mostly, you know, left in theory and speculation about them um, because there's no real precedent for a basic income at a national scale that has never really been done. So you can't really lean on the performance of past um, past programs that easily uh, or directly. So basically what I wanted to do was have an analysis of UBI that allowed me just as, an, as a UBI advocate to know better what I'm talking about, like what the economic fallout would be, what it would mean for families and households. Um, and I also have always thought that UBI necessarily, if it's going to become a thing and be considered seriously, must be a populist sort of grassroots movement. And so noticing that the movement was very academic, very technocratic, very Silicon Valley, like all these things that were not grassroots activism based, not about getting a message to the people and getting them behind it um, was the other influence for the design of the calculator, which is to make it really quick and easy and viralizable and for, for everyday Americans to understand what a basic income plan would mean for me. You know, what's the dollar signs that I see in a plan like that? So let's dig in more on that. Can you just, can you explain how the calculator actually works? What do you, how do you use it? What does it tell you? Yeah, so basically it analyzes various basic income plans uh, including Andrew Yang's, everyone knows about. There's one from Scott Santins and several other um, UBI advocates that I tapped into and a few different sample plans. So it's like a small sampling of different potential sorts of plans for version one. And version two, I, I hope to make it a lot more accessible and a lot more options in there. Um, and basically, you go in, you enter your household income, uh, just your gross, like work earned working income. You enter in the number of people in your family, adults, children, and seniors. 
if it's applicable, you put in your social security or your government assistance income. And those are the inputs. Uh, it doesn't record any of your information. I'm not taking data or email addresses or anything. It's just a tool. And the idea is you plug in those numbers and it pops out. Uh, it just pops out the results for how different potential plans would affect you. So if I'm making $33,000 a year and I'm a single adult with a kid, um, I can plug that in and I can see, okay, this plan I would get, you know, I would end up with 16,000 extra dollars. This plan I would get 4,000 extra dollars. This plan over here has a lot more deficit spending. This plan over here funds it with, you know, taking from the military budget versus carbon taxes and just how that all plays out and what percentage of Americans would gain income and all those sorts of things. So you plug in the stuff, you see a list of the different plans with just the headline numbers, how much your household income would increase or decrease under this plan, um, how, what percentage of Americans would gain income and how the plan is funded and how much deficit there is. So that's the headline numbers. You can scroll through that list. You can sort it by either put it up at the top what gives you the most money or put it up at the top uh, what gains income for the most Americans or what has the lowest deficit spending. Um, those are the options right now. And then if you click on any one of the cards, say I can click on Andrew Yang's plan, you go into a much more detailed analysis that explains how, um, like what, what, the, what their logic was behind it, how it would affect your, the breakdown of how it would affect your finances specifically. Like the, the you would get this much in UBI, you would lose this much in extra taxes, you're, you would lose this much in expected extra costs of you know gas at the pump due to the gar carbon tax or costs of goods due to the value added tax. And so it just gives you a, a breakdown of, of all of these things on your household level and on the macroeconomic level, like how many Americans are lifted above the poverty line, um, what are the funding mechanisms, what does the income curve change to after implementation. So as you just said, looking at the macroeconomics, you have a few stats there, that the big one being the percentage of the U.S. population that would come out ahead. Another metric that I see more and more folks being interested in is inequality which is most commonly measured by the Gini coefficient. Is that something you think you may add in a future version? Yeah, I'm definitely open to that. Uh, because in terms of number of citizens that come ahead, that I don't want to imply that that's the end-all, be-all. Because you know there are some, like there's a carbon tax proposal plan in there where it's a very small basic income or uh, universal income that's $1,000 per adult. Uh, but according to this, that number, it lit, it gains the income of like 95% of Americans, something like that. And to me, that's not as significant as something that raises the income of 80% of Americans, but lifts everyone above the poverty line. Uh, so it's just one measure. And I'm looking at um, putting more important measures of, of outcome, as well as different ways to sort the... Uh, sort the plans you can choose from in terms of your values. Like maybe sort by how many people are lifted above the poverty line uh, and maybe have filters like must-haves and deal breakers. I don't, like, I don't want anything funded by cutting the military, someone might think. And so they don't want to see any plans that cut military budget. Someone might say, I, I absolutely only want to see plans that do a carbon tax and you know uh, uh, a high 
a higher tax on top earners over 5 million and 10 million. So I want to only look at plans that have that. And so the idea is to just make the, the number of options and then the ability for people to find plans or even propose plans eventually under along their own values is what I'm going for here. What was the biggest challenge for you in, in putting this calculator together? Oh, man. Well, it's been a, a long haul. I mean, part of it, as with every kind of significant project, is raising money. And then just, you know, I'm not an economist by training, but I have a lot of a math background. So I knew I had to bring in economics help from, I, I worked with a master's student named Casey, and we were overseen by um, a PhD professor named uh, Steve Pressman. And going through and learning how to do these economic analyses that largely hadn't been done or hadn't been done much in this way and finding ways to convince ourselves that these were conservative analyses, you know, mathematically speaking, they weren't overstating or making any of these plans look rosy. If anything, it's making them look like worst case outcomes. Um, and the process of iterating and going through these analyses and making sure that they were defensible, uh, and then also would be, um, that could be done some way in the actual design of the coding of the calculator that made it smooth and um, not like a super slow program. Um, at the same time as delivering all of this information in as clear and concise of a way as possible for people who don't really feel like spending 30 minutes pouring through data. The idea of this is it's something that if all you want to know is like, will Andrew Yang's plan get me extra money? You can do that in under a minute. Uh, and if you, if you want to dig deeper, you can. So uh, it was sort of like the, the, all of these things together and the many sleepless nights it took to, you know, make these, this immense level of detail come together in something that functions fairly simply for the user. So now that the calculator is built and out there in the world, what are you? What, what impact are you hoping this is going to have on on the discussion and on the engagement around basic income in the U.S.? Maybe you know I always dream pretty big, and I, part of me hopes that eventually, uh, and I'm waiting for the right moment, but eventually I would like to push a campaign uh, of a viral style, and um, and anyone who has a plan could push a similar campaign to promote their own plan. Like Yang could do it or Scott Santons could do it. Um, but the idea being you plug in your data and see how a basic income plan will affect you and then you share that on social media and you encourage all your friends to do it. And by doing that, spread this sort of grassroots messaging of what the real impact of UBI is on a per household basis. Uh, and and by that by doing that make an easy route in for people to become interested in the idea without having to like sift through all the stuff you see from pundits in the mainstream media and the way UBI is being covered, but just to have a very personal like this is what UBI means to you and have that you know have uh, millions of people use it that way. That's my hope. It's like someone will see that. Someone will say, hey, did you see how, how you would do under this plan? And just check it out, ubicalculator.com. And then they check it out. They're like, wow, that's really cool. I think I like this plan. And then share it with their friends and family. Um, that's kind of my, my hope at some point is to 
is to create something viral that gets a lot of people interested. And then once they're interested, have it become sort of like a platform for the best ideas to rise to the top, to coalesce. So the movement can coalesce around like what really is workable, both logistically and politically and what's most popular. And, and so that the UBI movement can sort of cohere more and more around what UBI really is and how it's presented. And it's not just necessarily Yang's plan. It's an understand. It's like a group understanding of what we all tend to believe in. Those are certainly some big ideas, but I mean, yeah, you, you got to go for it, right? Yeah. And at this point, you know, it's, it's already a useful tool to a lot of advocates. You know, they, they say that if they're stuck in the money question with someone who's skeptical, they can just point to the calculator and say, just see how you do. And at a very base level, even on the selfish level, that's what I wanted from it too. Like if I have these conversations 10 times a week and I always have to wade through the economics, I'd rather just say, hey, just check it out on this website I, I made and save me an hour each time, you know? All right. Well, Conrad, those were all the questions I had. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I just like to encourage people to check it out. And uh, it's still very much a work in progress. Um, version one, I'm proud of, but version two is going to be more. So they can uh, they can write comments and thoughts to me at ubicalculator at gmail.com and check it out, share it and spread the knowledge. That was Jim Pugh and Conrad Shaw on the Basic Income Podcast. I think tools like this are super important just because they answer very quickly the main question that a lot of people have, which is one, what's it going to cost the government? And two, what's it going to mean for me? And just to have that available and like, sure, if you want to get into all the other stuff, then then great, let's talk about that. We've we've got all the episodes you need for that. But um, but just to have that laid out very quickly and simply in a super accessible way, I think is super important. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, the goal here and what this is doing is to really make it personal. And I think oftentimes those of us who are a, a bit more wonkish tend to get excited about all the details and, and be compelled by that sort of thing. But for your average person, maybe they're not so interested in, in getting into all the weeds there. And, and they really want to know, what, is, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my family? And so this provides a, a simple way for them to be able to answer that question. Right. And it shows what it means for you as cause so many people jump straight to, oh, I know so many people who would waste all that money and they somehow can skip over what it would mean for them to have a thousand dollars a month or whatever it is. And it, you know, just shows you like, OK, this means you get eight thousand dollars more at the end of the year. And then you start thinking about what that would mean to you instead of, you know, the the sketchy people on the corner or something. Right. I wonder if there's there could be a real power in, in really combining this with the, the personal story side of things, which I think we've seen in multiple instances in the past around basic income advocacy. I know the Yang campaign has, has done a push around getting people to tell their stories. But what if it, it was, yeah, a combination of, of storytelling with, oh, here's how much I'm actually coming out ahead, then you're really, yeah, it's, it's basically, it's turning it into a real thing for, for a lot of people. I also like his idea around making this easily shareable. You know, not everyone's going to want to put that information out there for any number of reasons. But, you know, just the fact that this is uh, something you could, you know, hit the Twitter button or the Facebook button and just say, you know, here's me. And it gets everyone else to think about like, oh, I'm. it's probably going to be the same amount for me or close enough. It's just one more way to get the conversation percolating. I also thought Conrad's point about the different factors here playing against one another was 
was a good one that I think when I went through the calculator, there were certainly a couple things I saw where it's like, oh, well, what about I wish it had this funding source or could measure this sort of output. But being able to create something that is dealing with a potentially quite complex policy and then presenting it in a simple way is, is a challenge, I, I know, from a lot of my past work. And so you, you do need to make those trade-offs. And so figuring out, all right, let's, let's give the flexibility here that allows, allows people to, to really come up with a wide range of, of potential policy ideas, but then still be able to convey the information in a way that people understand. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Basic Income Podcast. As a reminder, you can support the work we do at the Basic Income Podcast by going to glow.fm slash basic income. And if you do so, you will get a shout out at the end of an episode and an invite to a Slack channel exclusively for supporters of the podcast. Thank you to our producer, Eric Davidson. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you hear, please do rate and review us on the podcast service of your choice and tell your friends since we're always looking for new listeners. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.